tonight on an all-new OK Talk. So, hey, I wanted... You see how tinny that sounds? Does it sound that way to you? (laughs) You hear that? Yeah. I I think that's just because... Hang on a sec. You want to tell the people what you hear there, David? Well, I can't hear anything on my end. We're joined by the great David Ellis from the Olympic Project, who has been our mentor, our guide through the world of mysterious audio. And we have a boatload of it for you tonight. We give you a quick preview of what's to come as Clint travels down to Galveston and returns to the Hotel Galvez. And also, a very brief look into a region known as Devil's Creek, which we hope to be giving you a much clearer picture of at a later date. You can find the Olympic Project at olympicproject.com. That's O-L-Y-M-P-I-C project.com. Of course, you can find us at OK Talk Show on Facebook, on Twitter. You can send us an email, OKTalkPodcast at gmail.com. And of course, our website is OKTalk.podbean.com. And you can find all of our old episodes there, including some with David. So with that being said, let's get started. Hello. Hello, are you there? Welcome. Welcome to the show, David. <laughs> How are you this evening? Before we even really get into stuff, I got to I got to thank you again just on tape for that oh. for that ghost audio stuff you sent me. That was I mean, not just it didn't just blow my mind. The folks that went out there with me who had been doing this for years said yeah. that was some of the best stuff that they had ever heard. And they were just falling all over themselves saying, I, I got to get more stuff out to him. And how do I hire him? And I'm like, I, I don't really know <laughs> about about all that. But um, I, I still need to dig through some of their archives and find some of their better stuff to see if you can wring any uh, extra juice out of it. Because they were they were blown away by what they heard just from that little snippet. Yeah, I, I was talking. I was talking to Clint the other night about it, and I realized I hadn't actually been back out there. And considering how crazy some of that stuff sounded, I don't know why I haven't been back out there to try and see what else is going on. You should do that. I, I don't know. I, I all I know is that the stuff that that I heard um, was about as convincing as anything I'd I'd ever heard in my life. Yeah, that was very strange. There's stuff going on out there, and we just need to get it recorded and analyzed. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. <laughs> hey, you also need to say hello to Dee Dee. She's listening in right now. She is. Uh, she's my neighbor, and she's our intern. Oh, hi, Dee Dee. How are you? This is David Ellis. Hello, David. This is Dee Dee. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do that again. Hello, David. This is Dee Dee, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, 
Clint, Mr. Clint's neighbor, and don't call me Mr. Clint. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You're older than me. I don't know what to call you. So yeah. Clint's good. Clint okay. works. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Stick and, with Clint. <laughs> yeah, and he he has been telling me about this internship, and I've been always been interested, you know, to learn everything about journalism, and uh, you know, it's oh. a really good opportunity for me since I'm like um, still young and to learn everything about journalism. <laughs> well, if we're defining roles, you can call me Gramps. Grant? <laughs> oh, no, I don't think so that you're that old. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I, but my age, uh, actual age does say something different. So. Oh. <laughs> it's all in the mind, brother. It's all exactly. in the mind. Yeah. I'm more 18 than, than anything else. So. <laughs> Before we get started on what we were, before we get started on Devil's Creek, um, because of where I'm going next week, I thought that we would talk about the Galvez audio real quick. Sure. Because I don't think that we've talked about that at all on the show um, since. No. And so just to catch everyone up, the Galvez Hotel in Galveston, Texas, uh, fifth floor. And I walked down the hall and this was this was at night. Yeah, 3 a.m. And this was after you had smelled pipe smoke, pipe smoke at some point in the evening. Right. Earlier in the night and walked down to the hall where the hallway tees and just pulled my iPhone out and I'll play we'll start I'll I'll start play I'll play the longer one first and then we have the shorter one where it's kind of condensed but this is the the Ellis treatment Here's the shorter one. Um, there's kind of a whisper sound, um, and I believe what that is saying is yes, and as a confirmation, is there anybody up here? And then uh, I'll, shortly after that, um, I hear somebody say, sounds like they're saying your name is, and then um, it doesn't come through as good as it probably should. That's because it's been manipulated. But uh, there is something that sounds like it's trying to say Clint. So it's like saying your name is Clint. And then it, that's kind of a, a higher squeak at the end. So, so when we were first listening to this audio months back, we could hear the, the quote-unquote yes response. 
yes. as something is there. And we, we sort of thought, well, that, that kind of sounds like a yes. It sounds like, it definitely sounds like a whisper of some sort. The second yeah. part, the your name is Clint or whatever, I I don't think we even knew that was there. So right. when you were when you were looking at it, could that did that stand out as yes as yes, oh right. wait there's something here. Um, I, I saw it in the spectrogram, so I knew that there was something there. So um, I just enhanced what was already there. For, like I, I guess, I don't know how well you can explain it, but what what does that look <laughs> what does that look like? Does that look like a human voice? Does it look like something well, completely different? It does. It looks like something completely different. There's um, obvious um, trademarks to a human vo voice or vocal, and um, this doesn't share those traits. So that's I can see something, um, uh, peaks and valleys, and um, uh, something is standing out in the ambient uh, noise of the room. So I just enhanced what is there. And um, that's what came out. Hmm. So it's it's really an unbiased. I I, I just uh, enhance the the sounds that uh, stand out in contrast. So um, when I do that, the the end, end result is something that is um, quite astounding. Okay. Do you remember when we when I first sent this to you and the longer clip? Your exact phrasing was that it sounded like someone, that there was a ballroom door that was open. Do you remember that? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to play this longer clip, okay? And this is crazy when you listen to it. The ambient that's behind it right now, again, this hotel is completely silent at this point in the night. Well, let me, uh, can I clarify just a, a little bit? Um, I'm, I'm flying blind. You're not leading me in one way or another when you send me these clips. So when I get them, I don't know who's talking, who's, who, it, who's there, who's present, who's not present. Um, and what I thought I heard was it, it sounded like, um, you know, when you hear music or you hear things from another area how muffled it is mm -hmm. um it, it just sounded like there was some sort of something in the ambient noise that was uh, that, that shouldn't really be there and so that, that's what i was trying to clarify like was there a band playing somewhere else um in the in the hotel um that that's where that that conversation went right and i was like no no not at all. And I didn't really even understand it, but it's funny having it now. We have this headphones on and everything. Listen to uh, the longer version of this, and you can kind of hear that dissonance, as it were.
You heard that right. Yeah. I mean, and actually, when you first mentioned it, I thought he was referring to the stuff at the end. But I just noticed the stuff in between the whisper yeah. and the response at the end that there's something there. And I don't really even know how to explain what I'm hearing other than it sounds like some sort of. Yeah, like maybe I, I wouldn't say orchestral music, but it sounds like there's like an instrument or something playing like almost a, a kind of a dissonant tone. Now, the interesting thing about this place is that one of the most active areas is, in fact, a the ballroom. Um, and I'm looking forward to having the guy who's been the caretaker of the property is going to hop on with me that next week yeah and his most um profound experience came in the ballroom where a glass flew off a table in front of his face and but in the veranda which overlooks the swimming pool area one cool thing about the hotel is they do like costume uh, murder mystery stuff, you know, and there's always weddings and all kinds of galas and stuff that go on at the place. Yeah. And one of the, I, I, it was either Melissa or the other lady that works there said that, you know, they had walked in and saw, you know, three or four women in period piece looking out the window and thought they were guests and walked back through and they were gone. Yeah. And so... It's funny to think that this uh, this kind of this sound of a ballroom would be popping up. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to. Um, yeah, it's, it's to me it's not necessarily music, but it's like the buzz that you would hear in a in a ballroom scenario. Yeah, it's the, just the the, uh, the energy in the room. Yeah, the 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 din of the crowd. So mm-hmm. Yeah, there was um. I, I don't know. To, to me, I was hearing a uh, just some sort of weird dissonant tone that I felt like uh, the the immediate thing I thought of, and, I, and this will probably be a reference point that means nothing to anyone except for me. But when I was growing up, I always I listened to the um, the old radio dramas, and my favorite was The Shadow, and it had like this weird sort of weird dissonant uh, uh, intro music. And I, I can't I can't think of what the the instrument that was playing that, but it, it just sort of like this kind of whiny dissonant tone, uh, and that was the first thing I thought of was, and it stood out to me is well that sounds kind of similar to that, like a theremin. Yeah, yeah but it wasn't that. I'm trying. To, you know, it's really funny <laughs> is one of these stations right over here. One of the programs that we run on Saturday night. That's what they do is they play the old radio drama. Uh-huh. So I'll walk in here and hear clips from the shadow. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's a, uh... yeah. I mean, it was like, like that's all I listened to growing up. So that's, that stuff is burned uh, in, into my, into my memory. But that, that was the first thing I heard, but yeah, I could also hear just sort of like the, just the just the sounds of a group of people, maybe, or you know, just the the kind of stuff that you would expect to hear if if there were something going on down at the end of a hall or something like that. Right. Yeah. So, uh, one of the things we're going to do next week, and you and I have talked about this, Matt. We'll tell the people 
We're going to try to do this live. I'm going to uh, basically go through the same scenarios, do the Facebook video thing, and Dave is going to be rolling on it in real time. I'm also going to have a separate audio recorder, and he's going to be able to basically be watching my back as I'm doing it so that if there's stuff that's coming through that I can't hear, yeah, um, we may be able to get some like real-time audio analysis. I'm really excited about this, David. <laughs> yeah, well, it's something that's never been done before that I'm aware of. And uh, it's an interesting concept. It, it, are, will we be able to, over the Internet, uh, pick up things like the digital recorder that's actually there? And I think, I, I don't know if you want to, uh, to go into one of the things that I talked about with both of you, I believe, is maybe um, thinking the question versus actually saying the question. Yeah, we're definitely going to do that run through. I I was telling Matt about your idea about yeah. having the questions and doing the the one and then here's the question and I'm going to think it. And I think it'll be cool too like I'll write it down on the pad, you know, and then I'll show it to the camera like this is what I'm about to do. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and yeah. obviously the place is just lit up active. I can't bring myself or I haven't been able to bring myself so far to go to the ba ladies' bathroom downstairs. Is there supposed to be something going on down there? Yeah, and it's really creepy. It's actually on the cap rock where the spa is built. Is Like, that's the foundation for the orphanage. Mm -hmm. And that, that bathroom, um, lots of people who've been in there for weddings and stuff, have been in there, heard a girl crying in one of the stalls hmm. and gone and gotten a manager because they're not getting an answer and then come back and obviously, you know. Nothing's, nothing's there. And one of the only, like, video programs on this place that I've seen, uh, there's a kid that's sitting in that stall and he flips his lid and takes off running like, why what um, is he just either he heard a voice or had a feeling that's another thing is that a lot of people say it's like a um, an empath place where you like feel depressed for being in it yeah yeah i, <laughs> I haven't been able to i mean i've been in that bathroom before not necessarily the ladies bathroom let me just go ahead and clarify <laughs> but the uh but you know the bathroom across the hall but it's just kind of like it's at the bottom of the hotel it's funny the they're the you know we're talking about going from the fifth floor to the base level first floor and then the spa in that section of the hotel is below that if that makes sense now are you also going to be trying to record uh clean audio not going through the the internet that we'll also try to yeah analyze? i'm going to take one of the tried and trusty old old voice recorders of yep. years gone by after i go through there and clear off numerous amounts of 
political shenanigans. <laughs> I think one of those recorders still has the Black Friday audio on should it. Definitely save that stuff before you <laughs> get rid of it. I should. That Black Friday audio is gold. Um, but Talk- yeah, yeah, Facebook Live coming up. Be sure to follow us. Facebook.com slash OK Talk Show is where you'll find that. And, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be kind of spontaneous, which is another cool thing about it, because I'm not real sure what I'll have access to when I'll have access. I mean, if there's nobody in 501, I'm going to be able to get in that room. Right. And that's not going to be a problem, which is even just saying that to you as I'm looking at you is kind of spooking me out. But Taking spooky pictures? There's like a big difference between being in the room and just being in that hallway. I don't know. Right. But then again, you know. I don't know. According to that picture, I don't know if there is much of a difference between being in the room or in the hallway because that thing be everywhere. That's true. <laughs> that is so very true. You are she familiar no- with this picture, correct, David? She has no feet. She has no feet. Exactly. Maybe the creepiest thing of all. I mean, that can't be 15 paces from where I was standing when I got this audio. And again, so let's see. Let's see what we think about. The end of it that I think is so weird is the, I totally can hear the your name is, but then there's like a the high pitch. The change in the pitch is really odd. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like maybe another person finished the sentence. It's like there was two. I definitely hear a, a deeper man's voice saying, "Your name is." And then uh, I I can hear it, but where where I don't know, others can over the internet um, through headphones. I can hear uh, Clint. Yeah. But but it's very definitely uh, comes through as almost kind of like a bark. Yeah, or a ghost hiccup. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a a very odd noise. Well, it it, it doesn't have voice structure. So none of the, what I would say, I hear as voice, but it doesn't have voice structure, which is odd in of itself. Um, So... It's just very, very, very strange. I mean, this I'm is not, all this is, this is all new to me. I, give me a Bigfoot call or something. <laughs> yeah, this is all fun and games until the ghost starts calling you out by name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be curious to know what uh, what gets said and if if maybe we hear similar responses coming back next week. Like, oh, you're back. Or if the voice like sounds the same that's right. the other thing like if the tone is the same that's going to be creepy right exactly right it's going to be a lot of fun though and um facebook.com slash okay talk show be following it you you will get a notification that we're live if you get notifications so. yeah and while you're doing that rate and review the stinking show come exactly. on guys pick it up pick it up people Dave, you want to talk a little yes. bit about Devil's Creek? Um, well, let's see. Uh, it started about t- 
two years ago um, as a witness uh, contacted uh, my partner, Derek Randalls, um, to talk about some strange things that had been they've been hearing around their house, um, which was not too long after um, the witness had actually seen a Bigfoot. Um, I don't want to steal too much of their thunder. You really do need to hear her story as she likes to tell it. Um, there's quite a bit of detail to it. But suffice to say that she, we're pretty sure that she saw something there not too far from their home. Well, now, fast forward uh, a span of time, and they're now hearing things, odd things, and um, hearing wood knocks and things like that that are, we associate and then so Derek asked if I would um, contact her and uh, talk to her. So I did do that and um, started conversation. And then she relayed that she had found some footprints. Well, you, you tell me that you found a footprint. I'm, I, I need to come down there right away. So that's what I did. Um, came down, um, looked at uh, the footprint, and it was... It was pretty good, um, with the exception that over time things degrade, and I don't think it was as good as the day that she originally saw it, but I could definitely see a, an outline. And then listen to their her stories, and then um, asked if, let's uh, take a walk around your area, see if I can see some things. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily go out looking for specifics, but I, if I find some order where there should be chaos, that um, strikes um, a note for me or a chord, um, and I kind of file a note on that. Well, as we're walking around, um, I know that they said they had heard wood knocks, so I asked, would it be okay if I did a wood knock? And so they said, sure, why not? So um, I have this methodology where I clap my hands in front of my mouth and create a popping sound that is um, uh, quite loud. And um, we got a response about two, three minutes later. Um, and then another response. And then something seemed to be on the move and was knocking and then something was answering that knock from another location. And whatever was wood knocking was flanking us. Now, that's something that I've, I've had happen to me numerous times in the field. Um, so I know that, that whatever is out there, there's something that does that, that makes those popping sounds and will flank your position. So whatever it was, new where you were and was reacting to that? I'm, yes. Um, that's, that can, that's the only thing that I can think. Um, and so what happened is um, they were corresponding or knocking back and forth, and we had something in front of us and then something behind us. So, and then once that happened, then it just went quiet. What, but, are, you, what um, are you thinking at that moment when it goes quiet? <laughs> Are you thinking it's time to get out of here? 
Um, no, I wasn't really all that concerned. Um, I know I probably should be, but um, if they, if they were going to do something, I think there would have been a more aggressive uh, posture at that point instead of um, the secrecy of flanking. Um, there's quite a few stories of people getting rushed or bull rushed in the woods. That's a more aggressive posture. So this seemed to be more like, let's just kind of surround the situation and keep our eyes on this. That's kind of where I was going with it. Um, keep in mind, there's no such thing as Bigfoot. So I'm aware of that. And um, temper everything with what could it possibly be other than that. So um, what I told them after that experience at the end of the day, I said, I'd like to leave a recorder with you, and you don't have to do anything more than turn it on at night and turn it off in the morning. And uh, if you want to start doing that for me, I can kind of get an idea of what's going on around your house. Well, um, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been in a situation where we got so much material as fast as we did. Mm. Um, and by material, I mean things that I can't identify. Yes, there are dogs that bark. There's coyotes. There's there's cat, there's bear, there's all sorts of things that we know are actually there, and we're pretty sure that we've recorded as well. But there are some very strange things, and I think I sent Clint, what, I sent you about 60 clips? 60? <laughs> you mean in the first email you sent me 60 clips? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, I've got yeah. I've got a lot of audio. Do you, how should we do this? Do you want do you want to talk about some of this stuff or what? Um, we can. Uh, let me let me do this because this is something that Matt and I have talked about specifically on this show, and it kind of weirded him out the first time that I told him this months ago. We were talking about poltergeistic activity in the woods or whatever, and then I um, had mentioned that you know one of the things that I had heard reported was people, <clears throat> excuse me, hearing like the hearing them being on the porch with their dog and hearing a voice from the woods that sounded kind of like their brother or kind of like somebody else who lived in the house calling the dog. Right. And you were like, what? Yeah. Uh, that remember, would that would creep that? that would creep me out completely if if that happened to me, um, and so I can only imagine that uh, what someone would be feeling like if if they heard that happen. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the weirder uh, phenomenon I'd, I'd heard kind of associated with this stuff. Okay, so let's just say that their dog's name is Layla. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, actually, they have three dogs, and the predominant uh, name that is used is Layla, but there is something that tries to say Bridget a couple of times, 
and also mimics um, the nickname Bridgie. Okay. Hmm. Well, well, just for uh, continuity purposes, sure. we're going to deal with Layla here for a second. Yes. yes. So they have a dog, and the dog's name is Layla. So let's let's stop on that one for a second because that that's very interesting because at the at the beginning you hear what's clearly a person yeah, saying that's, that's uh that's Greg calling yeah. the dog saying Layla let's go let's go and then there is a response not Greg that's that's creepy. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that is that's <laughs> creepy. What do you think about that, David? Um, well, I would say it's nuts if I hadn't actually had an experience with my dog um, seven years. Or no, I guess it's almost nine years ago. Um, similar situation. You don't have this clip, but I'll just relate it. Um, out at an area that was highly active. I had heard something in the brush. I knew that there was something there. Um, the witness that I was working with was um, trying to get my dog. He noticed that she was off leash and kind of antsy and making noise and thought that it might be interrupting me. So he calls the dog. He says, come here, Kaya. And then immediately from the woods, it just, I mean, it mimics his voice to a T. So something out there um, mimics voices. Now, a person could say, well, yeah, a bird can do that. Well, yeah, a bird, bird can do that. Um, but this one, um, calling Layla, is uh, at night. Um, so the chances go down that it's a bird. It doesn't eliminate it, but the chances go way down. Sure, and I mean, just knowing birds who who do that it it typically takes them a very long time to learn that type of right. behavior and so right. if you're if you're in, in your specific instance if you're saying that this your your friend uh, called Kaya and then there was an immediate response like that's that's not something that birds do no um do you know of any stories of that of that happening and, and the dog responding to it? Um, that's a good question. I think so, um, but not off the top of my head. Um, I, I I know that it's not an uncommon theme, and will probably strike a chord with quite a few of your listeners that are actually out doing research. I mean, it's common enough that I've heard it relayed before yeah um here's here's just a, a couple more
mean, that one's... You can just hear the in... Yeah. Yeah, it's way different. This one is creepy to me. Yeah. Did you hear the knock? Yeah. That's important because it's not only a mimic, but there's a knock at the same time. You heard that, right? Play that again. Hmm. Now, there's... um, So what are the odds that you have a, a knock at the same time you have a mimic? Um, and placing the two together really ups the ante quite a bit as far as the strange factor goes. You want to hear some more weird audio? Let's let's do it. Now that almost sounds mimicky as well. Now that is mimic. Um, and the second part of it is Bridgie. It's trying to say Bridget, but it comes out Bridgie, which is the nickname. So if you want to listen to that again, it says Layla, Bridgie. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can hear the B. Sound. Yeah, it's um, it's having a very difficult time. Uh, Bridget seems to be a very difficult uh, <laughs> word for it to say. Um, and another thing that we've noticed that I have heard numerous times from numerous researchers, it almost sounds like there's um, a the, the, the dialect or the tonality of it is almost like the, the person is hearing challenged. Um, yeah, it sounds like they have a disability. Yeah, or it sounds like a ventriloquist almost. Yeah, yeah. so there, there's, there seems to be um, uh, something inherent in the voice structure that we're recording that um, follows along those lines. Yeah. Isn't there... David, am I wrong? Isn't there a connection between the ventriloquist? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, maybe from where the voice is actually located, where uh, it's it's different than in the in the in the in the voice. Right. Well, I mean, if we want to, because they throw their voice. Well, if you think about a ventriloquist, you're making you're making noises with your throat. You're not using your mouth to form words. You're using your throat muscles to form words and your tongue, I guess. So if you, if you want to like, if if we just want to speculate, if this is something out there that's not typically used to making formed words, then it would almost come out sounding that way because you're, you're using what you know. If you're making uh, calls and whoops or whatever like that, like that's just using your your throat basically and your vocal cords. So if you're trying to right. mimic a sound, then that's what you're going to do. You're not going to know to move your your lips in a certain way to really make a word or you know move your tongue or your lips in a certain way. You're gonna that's that's the first thing you're gonna 
you're going to do. And your t- and the tone is going to be a little different. <clears throat> right. Okay. <clears throat> there is a, I've read it somewhere. There is a, one of the names and it must be a native thing, but the name that they give them means ventriloquist. Really? Yeah. I know I've read that somewhere. That's weird. Oh, there's, uh, yeah, that's part of uh, some of the Native American lore about their abilities, um, that they have the ability to make you think the voice is coming from one location. That's what the ventriloquists do is they have that ability to throw the voice and make it sound like it's coming from someplace other than where your location is. Yeah, I'm just saying, and maybe maybe it was in Raincoast that the native, like the word that they use for it, just like Yahoo or whatever, means ventriloquist and is is like one of the uses of that term in their language sure so it's if it's whether it's not like a you know kushtaka or whatever maybe it's like a root of that word yeah is what you would use to say ventriloquist i'm off and obviously i'll figure it out whenever we get done and then (laughs) no one will get to learn anything from me there's a you always have to be paying attention there's a fairly famous researcher um well known uh perry (laughs) <laughs> yeah, kind of from that era, Henry Franzoni, who had uh, similar circumstances where they had uh, instances where um, th- there appeared to be a voice coming from a bush. I believe he, he said that it was like laughter, um, but there was nothing in the bush <laughs> but this voice. <laughs> oh, man. So. So, yeah, strange things can happen out there. So let's let's talk just a little bit about the the Yahoo. Well, I think you recorded something like that that says those words, something similar to in Falk. Um, I know I've recorded it at least four different locations here in the Northwest. uh, here at the the Devil's Creek Lodge, uh, being one of them, um, and I think I sent you like three or four clips. Um, I don't know if you've had any of those queued up, but it goes back to um, Daniel Boone and some of. Um, I think there's a story that out, that's out there, you know, lore, but he claims that he killed the Yahoo. Well, um, Yahoo is, you know, what is a Yahoo? Um, as far as uh, we know, it's something that sounds like it says Yahoo. So it could have, the name could have come from that. Yeah, so maybe we should, let's start with the with the Falk one. So this is from your most recent trip to Falk? Yes, right? Isn't that right? That's right, David, right? Yes, yes. Like a month ago or whatever that was. It all runs together. I think this is the right one. Hang on. Then I think this, let's see this one. Yeah, that's the window. 
then here's another one. So this is something I was asking Clint earlier. Is that is that the same sound pitched down, or is that two different individuals? Are you able to make that distinction, David, just over the phone? That's two different individuals. Because it's the same, like it's the same pace, basically. I don't know how to, else to explain it. It's like the same vocalization, but one is higher pitched than the other. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's how I feel about it. Yes, in a word, yep. <laughs> yeah, and so here's the here's a bunch of uh, several of the different ones in succession, and I think the first one is the Falk one. Okay. And it's funny because we're calling these yahoos. Those are also wow. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I can see where somebody could say that was yahoo. Yeah. So this, these are vocalizations that are caught all over the place. All over the place. I've got it, and uh, people have sent it to me from Alabama. Um, uh, Clint was in Arkansas, and we've got, like, three or four different places that I've recorded up here in the Northwest, all the same sound or similar, similar enough that it's pretty obvious that it's a similar type call. Only you can tell that it's different individuals making the call. Right. So if it's different individuals saying the same thing, what do we call that? Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess if you want to look at it in animal terms, you know, animals have a specific, sound they make for different things so it must it must mean something must mean something but so, you know does that does that mean hey there are people around or uh hey go this way or like who who who, who would even know i'd love i'd love yeah. to know what what else was going on whenever those sounds were captured if there's some sort of through line but I, that may be impossible to determine right yeah all all we can say at this point is that you know, it's an interesting sound to follow, and it will be interesting to see what your listeners come back with saying, you know, I've got that sound. I recorded that. So it'd be uh, that way we can de de determine that it, there's a pattern, that there's a meaning to it. And, and if it's all over the place, um, it has some specific meaning. Um, I'm going to cut it short of saying it's language because I, um, I need more evidence of language, but I'm, I'm seeing like, it seems like three word phoneme streams and a phoneme stream is just vowels and consonants strung together. Um, that typically indicate speech. Um, like I said, I, I can't quite go there just yet. Um, but, if I were a betting man, I would probably lay money on it. Well, it's it's communication at the very least. Yes, in the, in the same respect that, like you said, a bird communicates. If it says the same thing, same call over and over and over again, um, who knows what it means, but it's uh, it means something to the other birds. Right. 
since I, I kind of I kind of feel like we just treated that as like a little preview of the Devil's Creek. Sure. And again, this is stuff nobody nobody knows about this, right? I mean, except your people. No. Yep. Nobody. We've kept it under wraps. Yeah. Um, I have um, played <clears throat> some audio at some um, of our uh, conferences that that we've attended, but. Um, it's it's really been under wraps. I, I really want to do it justice, and really would like um, for uh, the folks to be able to tell their story first, and then I can come back and corroborate. So we kind of got the cart before the horse here a little bit tonight. This yeah. is just um, now. Let's just have some fun times with David. Talk. Can you tell the story about the mm-hmm. soccer ball? Yeah, I sure can. Um, are, are you moving uh, around? Are you running? <laughs> me? Yeah. Um, no, um, I think you may have heard my uh, headphone cord. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'll try to be really still. <laughs> yeah, it just so, sounded uh, there for a minute like you were opening every drawer in your house. <laughs> while running a marathon. While running a marathon, yeah. No, go okay. ahead. Tell Matt about the soccer ball, because I know he, he hasn't heard this. Okay. So back in 2007, um, uh, I was with the BFRO at, the, at that point in time, and a, uh, another uh, researcher said uh, he had uh, taken a report and uh, wanted me to go along with them to uh, meet up with the witness, which, which I did. And he related his story and it's not this is isn't uh, a buildup of the soccer ball but it tells you a little bit about the witness he had um seen some bare footprints down in the creek below and he said that it really didn't register that he was looking at bare footprints for about five minutes and then all of a sudden it clicked in and he said i couldn't tell me why it didn't register, but it, it didn't. And then all of a sudden it did, and he just got creeped out, and he, he, he left the area. What, what part of the country was this? Did I miss that? Uh, no, you didn't. This is in um, Grays Harbor, Washington. Okay. And that's a county um, which covers a, a lot of area. It's kind of the, the Chehalis River Basin, and uh, it's at the foothills of uh, the Olympics are to the uh, north, and uh, a lot of four or five different rivers flow from it uh, going south to the Chehalis River. And this was off one of those river uh, drainages. Mm. So he um, contacted us saying that, you know, something, he had seen something uh, that we thought might be of importance. This might be an area to check out. So we went and met him and uh, kind of walked the area with him. And I did see something that was kind of interesting, which were uh, long, tall openings um, that crossed the road, where it seems like something very large was going back and forth across the roads. So I went in on one of the trails, and I started seeing, um, and this is controversial, but I saw some stick structures that I thought were odd. There were sticks everywhere, but then all of a sudden there were sticks that kind of looked like they had been placed and oriented and weaved, 
which, um, you know, it, it, the only other explanation you can have is it's a person. So I told the guy, I thought, you know, it's interesting what you got here. Uh, I keep coming back. If you find anything else, let us know. So about a month goes by, and he writes another report and sends it in. Well, the initial investigator was in the Navy at the time, and he was out to sea. So I took the report and followed up on it with him. Um, make a long story short, he actually did see one, um, and he uh, was fairly convinced of that. So we went to the scene and, and looked it over really good and was convinced that he was having some interesting things happen. Well, I just kept corresponding with him, and he would relate odd things here and there. And he said, um, should I be leaving food out? And I said, well, you know, if you start leaving food out, then who knows what what's going on here. You're probably going to be feeding the raccoons and bears and all that stuff. And I said, there's maybe some other things. Uh, why don't you try a, a little toy of some sort? He said, oh, okay. And so about two weeks go by, and I, he calls me and he said, um, you know, I, I followed up on your advice, and I, I left a little soccer ball on a stump. And um, I went back a couple of days ago, and it's not there. And I said, well, you know, we could have fallen off. And he said, no, 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 you don't understand. I looked all over for a quarter of a mile in a circle. It's not there. It's gone. And I thought, oh, well, that's, that's weird. That's interesting. Um, so it, um, I think, yeah, about six weeks go by, and um, I'm down there now with him uh, doing some more investigating, looking around. And uh, we end up in a situation where we're getting wood knocks and something, like I said before, was flanking our position and trying to get around behind us. And we'd move in one direction, and there would be a flurry of wood knocks, and so we'd stop. Then we'd advance in that direction again, a flurry of wood knocks, so we'd stop. We finally got the message and turned around and went down into the creek to see if we could find any footprint impressions. Well, I did and um, I actually cast them. Well, there was a, a group of four of us, m the witness and, and two other investigators, and they decided that they were, um, while the footprints castings were curing, they got bored, didn't want to stand around, so they said, we're just gonna go back up and meet you back up on the uh, logging road. Oh, okay, well, we'll see you in about 20 minutes or so. So, <clears throat> about, 15 minutes go by, and all of a sudden, um, my radio lights up, and it's them. And uh, one of the witnesses saying, um, are you guys leaving um, any toys out here? And I looked over at the uh, witness, and <laughs> I kind of winked at him because I think I knew what was coming next. And I said, yeah, um, um, my witness left a toy soccer ball. And there was a long silence on the other end, and then finally it came back. How did you know? <laughs> so um, I looked over at the witness, uh, my guy that I was working with, and he was kind of turning white. <laughs> and I said, well, well, let's see. Let's see if they found it. That's kind of
and odd. Um, so we did. We went back up, and um, we saw it sitting on a stump. And um, I looked over at my partner, and he is turning really white now. And I said, what's wrong? And he said, that's the stump I left it on. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Was there anything on it? Oh, did the soccer ball look normal, or had it been? It looked pristine. That's bizarre. Yeah, I actually have a picture of that that I can forward to you guys. Yeah, send that over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, now there's no way that the other people uh, would would know anything about it, and there's no way that the the witness would have put that on there knowing that we would have come across it. So um, we, we weren't set up. And I could tell by his reaction, he was literally turning sick. Yeah, it's really funny how similar that story is of the soccer ball with something that's happened out there at Devil's Creek that we will get into in the future. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that we have audio that sends a chill up my spine <laughs> yes we do i yeah. uh I, I just so happen to have another piece of audio here david that i really want to get your okay um your thoughts on okay are you ready i'm ready and i stood and watched and uh from around behind a big tree there was a black deal looking at me and it had a peaked pointed head Stand upright and his arms like was hanging down the side of him and he looked between a man and a beast. I swung my arm in a big arc and I said, uh, I yelled out, Hi Sasquatch, come on down. Bigfoot is gigantopithecus and it's still here. Your thoughts? <laughs> Well, he's uh, describing um, what many people think, that it's a big, giant ape. So, But uh, did most people think that it was wearing, um, that its head looked similar to a Ku Klux Klan mask? <laughs> Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> Peaked and pointed. Um, you know, that's one of the descriptions. There's uh, quite a few people that uh, say that it's cone-shaped, and there's actually... Um, Oh, I, I don't remember the name of the Native American uh, nation up in Canada, but they actually have a term that they call them, and it means the little hat. Huh. Like it's, yeah. So um, he's making me feel a, bad it's, now. <laughs> it's a characteristic, a trait of some of um, Sasquatch reports, and there's enough of it. You know, the pointed, the pointed head. Um, well, now, I can understand the pointed head, the crest, as it yeah. were, the sagittal crest, as it were. Yeah. But the looking like you're Gandalf with a wizard hat on, <laughs> that's what I... What about, have, have they ever been described as a black deal? No. <laughs> have you taken any, any reports describing that? No. Now, see, here I was. I thought we were going to have some fun with Datus, and, and he's just like, well, he's reporting is uh, uh, accurate and well, look, sounds I think we, completely credible. I think we know he's not incorrect. No, he knows what he's talking about, and you guys are assholes for what you're doing. Considering that used to be in just about every open of the of the show. 
Yeah. And it, it has it has weeded its way out. Well, <laughs> people that, people really like an open that is inconsistent and very unpredictable and schizophrenic. <laughs> they write about it on the internet even. <laughs> I think I know the post you're talking about. I think you do too. I think you do too. Well, I'm really glad that you uh, popped in the chair with us just to uh, go over some of the stuff that we talked about. You know, well, we we have a ton more. I know. Um, it's like I want to talk to you about what that was that picked up the recorder in Arkansas and what all that yeah, well, m- monkey chatter was. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, and cor- corresponding to something that John Andrews had recorded. Yeah, that's that's what I'm looking for is, you know, similar sounding things. If we if we have the same sound being repeated all over the place and um can tie it to one possible thing, then I think we we might gain some steam that way. And so you openly um, accept audio from any hooligan that'll come your way because obviously you accepted it from me. <laughs> well, um, I review it. Um, now, there are ways that I can tell that it's um, either been manipulated or it's um, a person. And I'm not going to divulge what those secrets are. Do you but... get a lot of that, though? Do you get a lot of people sending no, you stuff that's been no. clearly messed with? No, I don't. Um, but I, I can tell you that I can discern the difference. Just no. Just no, folks. Well, uh, you have to understand that I'm not just listening. Yeah, um, it's the looking thing. It's right. like um, it's, yeah. how you can tell a picture has been photoshopped by looking, yeah. right. you know, looking, looking at, at the, the info. Yeah, or yeah. the pixels, exactly. Yeah. And that's I, I, that's the same thing. It's like the, the stuff has a footprint or a fingerprint, yeah. as it were. And I edit so I know what it looks like. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. I I greatly look forward to see what what is collected in Galveston, and and I'm I do want to go back out to Mill Cemetery and send you some more of what might might be lurking around the the gravestones out there. Yeah, what's interesting is you don't hear it. That's what is so so weird to me because it leaves a, a impression on the recording device. So how is that done? You you call it interesting. I call it creepy as shit. <laughs> Forensically interesting. <laughs> it's a weird feeling, man. When you when you when I get that back and I, and I say something said something was was there. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I can't say that one hundred percent. But to me, something was there. Something was standing next to me that I couldn't see or hear, but the the recorder picked it up. That's that blows my mind. Yeah, me too. Well, um, from just from experience of recording in the, in the woods, I would say that um, I only can remember hearing about sixty percent of what I rec- actually record, and I think that that part of it is that speaking personally, I can't walk and shoot gun at the same time. <laughs> So um, my focus of attention is on one thing or another, and when it's on one thing, I don't notice the other. Things can get by. 
Yeah, well, I don't think I felt like I heard the the Galveston thing initially, but I was able to hear at least that first part over the phone. Now, Falk was a different story. Right. That was really loud. And, I mean, the last time we were there, there's a lot of audio that we didn't hear at the time. Mm -hmm. But something walked up on me in the woods. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Your attention was someplace else, or you might have heard it actually walking up on you. I mean, the recorder did, so why didn't you? And I, 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 I think it's because your attention is somewhere else. You're doing, your mind is attentive to one other thing other than what's going on in the woods. Right. And that's what it wants. That's what it's yeah. looking to do, Matthew, <laughs> so that it can ambush you in the night and take your baby. <laughs> and call your dog. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> take your baby and call your dog. Ooh. <laughs> Creepy. I don't like the Layla calls. No, I don't either. Well, um, as always, it's a pleasure, Mr. Galahad. <laughs> we have fun. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And uh, go Hawks. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see what that protest is going to look like Sunday. Um, yeah, it, it'll be different. Um, it, it will be different. Like my wife said, well, Russell Wilson's on the team, so it can't be that bad. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think that uh, from what I understand, they're they're going to do something completely different not during the anthem so. yeah mm. we just lost everyone talking seahawks <laughs> yeah we did oh, we well. can do that we can do that go hawks go hawks man go hawks well hey buddy uh i'll talk to you later on this evening and uh as okay. always appreciate you thank you guys Thank you, David. He said bye. That was us. Oh, bye bye. Bye bye. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I really like the story, and it's a. I guess it's going to be a really great experience. And as long as no no one gets hurt or injured or something, it's kind of creepy go. and Nobody scary. But I, I mean, this I usually watch these stories on documentaries, but. Um, now you're now you're hearing it firsthand. Yes, firsthand in a real story and like in real life. Yeah, <laughs> not on TV. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I really enjoyed life. it. I really enjoyed it, and uh, good luck. And I well, wish you. you the best. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Appreciate I'm looking forward that. to hear more. Oh, there'll be more definitely. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Hey, so now that he's gone, let me play this one. For most people, the Sasquatch is the stuff of legends, a large hairy mammal that roams the woods. But for this man, it became a criminal defense. What? <laughs> Are you serious? I think he's an idiot. I just don't believe it. 57-year-old Gene Marill pleaded guilty to soliciting a minor for sex online. But he didn't bring up Bigfoot, says his attorney, until just before sentencing in Stafford County. That's when he revealed he'd been molested by a Bigfoot as a child in a New Hampshire field. I also have this in here, and I didn't know it. All right. The spotted owl. The bald eagle, Burt Ward. We all agree that it's important to protect endangered species. But where do we draw the line? Probably not where they drew it in King County, Washington, Stephen Colbert reports. Here in the picturesque Pacific Northwest, 
Nothing is more sacred than wilderness, except perhaps the creatures that live in it. Just ask farmer Jim Baum. He had big plans for his property in King County, Washington. I wanted to board horses. I wanted to turn it back into agriculture. But the county said, hold your horses. That land is home to various protected species. And they sent him a list. Looking at the list here, we have birds, uh, fish, mammals. Under mammals, we have Bipedis giganticus. What is that? A Bipedis giganticus is a Sasquatch. The Sasquatch. That's right. The county says Jim's farm is prime Bigfoot habitat and <laughs> needs to be protected. Have you seen any Sasquatch on your property? No. Some would say the fact that you don't see Sasquatch on your land is just more proof that they're endangered and should be protected. <laughs> Some. It's insane. It's unfair. It's insane. I mean, what kind of person would put Sasquatch in a protected species list? It's a mythical figure. I mean, why, why don't you? In your you... opinion. Well, true. But so uh, it could be real. Well, unicorns could be real. Have you seen one lately? No, but they're not on the list. No, that's true. We asked King <laughs> County officials to defend the list, but they refused to comment. Renowned wildlife expert Ray Crow isn't surprised. Should Bigfoot be on this list? I don't believe so. No. Isn't it ridiculous to list them as an endangered species? Most definitely. And why is that? There's plenty of them around. They're not endangered at all. <laughs> they seem to be doing quite well without our help. There's one Bigfoot for every 10 bears. To put that in layman's terms, there are 10 bears for every 10 bears. Sasquatch expert Ray Crow agrees that this is ridiculous to have included the Sasquatch on this list. Do you find that in any way vindicating or complaining? No. Wasn't that a mighty day? Wasn't that a mighty day? Great God, that morning when the storm was swept around. Wasn't that a mighty day? Wasn't that a mighty day? Wasn't that a mighty day? Great God, that morning when the storm was swept around. Well, I remember last September when the storm was swept the town. Women and children were crying, Lord. Great God, that morning when the storm wind swept 